0: Well, good morning and welcome to today's episode of Transformed. Today, I want to talk to you about love again, and uh, I want to talk about loving the walking dead. Welcome to today's message with Pastor Jim Balzano. Before I do, I want to thank Park Home for our studio furniture and Made by Vogel for other items that you see in our studio. You know, many of you have probably been fans of The Walking Dead. I mean, it's a it's been a huge craze. Me personally, I, I'm not a fan of The Walking Dead. I know. I know. Many of you can't believe that, and many of you are fanatics, but for me, it's just not my deal, right? I just don't have this affection for zombies. You know, my dislike or disinterest in The Walking Dead has nothing to do with a, necessarily a spiritual reason. I, I just don't get the whole zombie craze, I mean, it truly amazes me how many shows and movies deal with a zombie apocalypse. It's amazing. If, if a zombie apocalypse hits our land, I will be unprepared because I have failed to watch all of this stuff. I guess I'm doomed. What's the deal with this anyhow? Why are we so infatuated with these supposedly living dead individuals who are disfigured, flesh eating, and wasting away? Here's my other question. Why doesn't anyone ever seem to be able to outrun a zombie? Have you seen them? They're in slow motion, yet for some reason, they always seem to be able to outrun a perfectly healthy human being who's not a zombie. Now, here's what I know from my limited exposure to zombie shows. You don't want to encounter them. You don't want to touch them, and you certainly don't want them to touch you. If they do, you will become part of the living dead. Okay enough on zombies. They had zombies in the Bible, but they weren't known as zombies. They were known as lepers. Oh, I know they weren't actual zombies. I'm using zombies as a segue to talk about lepers. You see, lepers in the Bible were truly considered the living dead or the walking dead, if you will. Lepers lived in perpetual mourning and constant public disgrace. Their lives were lived in isolation as an outcast. They would walk in public with a cry coming from their mouth, unclean, unclean. Can you imagine having to walk down the street shouting that? If you had leprosy in the time of Jesus, you were considered like a walking dead person, like you had done something wrong and you deserved it. It was believed to be a disease given by God for punishment for things you had done. If you were a leper, it was customary for people to not even greet you or to acknowledge you. As a matter of fact, it was a practice to not get within six feet of a leper. Isn't that amazing? Six feet. Haven't we heard that before? Anyhow, I'm not going there today. A story is told of a rabbi who used to brag that he wouldn't even buy an egg from a leper. Others threw rocks at lepers to keep them far away from them. If this was the attitude of the rabbis, what would the attitude of the people be? Their attitudes would indeed reflect that of their leadership. There was, however, this one radical rabbi who often did the unconventional the unthinkable, and certainly the socially unacceptable. What was his name? Jesus. He was the radical rabbi who rocked the religious world in his dealing with the unloved and unlovable and untouchable lepers. Matter of fact, Luke 5 verse 12 says this, While he was in one of the cities, there was a man covered with leprosy, and when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and he implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Now pretend you're this man. You've been rejected by the religious leaders to the point that some have even thrown rocks at you. You walked the street crying out, unclean, unclean, as people would scurry to get away from you. Nobody wanted to touch you or be touched by you. Your life had become one of rejection, ridicule, and mourning. And most people believed you had done something terribly wrong for God to be punishing you like this. In a moment of desperation, coupled with faith, you cry out to this rabbi, who was more than a rabbi. Jesus did the unthinkable, though. When he healed that leper, he touched him. You see, the compassion of Jesus and the love of Jesus for this broken individual overwhelmed him to the point of touching the untouchable. Listen, Jesus could have healed him with an authoritative word from his lips, but the touch of love for the unlovable was a declaration of this man's worth in the eyes of Jesus. Be clean was the pronouncement from the man, for the man's skin to be made whole. But that touch, oh, that touch, I think, it had, I think it did so much more. When was the last time he was touched with love and compassion? I believe he may have been the first to be, maybe he was the first to sing the gospel song, He Touched Me. Remember that song? It goes way back to when I was a kid. He touched me, oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know. He touched me and made me whole. You know, we don't see much of leprosy today, but there are still lepers among us. And I'm not talking about a physical illness. I'm talking about those who are spiritually, emotionally, relationally, and even socially lepers. Somewhere along the line, and somehow, they have become untouchable and unlovable to many members of society. If Jesus touched lepers, and if we are his image on this earth, then we must also touch those who others say are untouchable. Doesn't it stand to reason that we also should touch lepers? Listen to me. There's someone in your midst. There's someone in your life. There's someone you're going to encounter that needs a touch from someone who is to be the image of Christ. Let me encourage you. Go touch the untouchable in love the unlovable. Have a great day.